Part 3 of the Holy Trinity of Security as a Service is coming right up. In this part, we're going to cover legal issues involved when you offer firewalls to your customers, setting them up, managing the equipment, and managing your customers' expectations. These are all important issues you need to think about. So let's get to it. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology Bradcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this third of three broadcasts talking about the holy trinity of security as a service. In the first part, we talked about pen testing. Part two focused on SIM solutions. And now, now we're up to firewalls. So what's so controversial about firewalls? I mean, you know, you set them up, you configure them, and you're all set, right? Not really. Let's begin with a few facts. Firewalls are gateways between your customer's network and the internet. We all know this. We also know that it's the gateway between different internal parts of your customer's network, right? Like the DMZ and the servers, or wireless networks and the wired network, etc. So these are a couple of things that everyone knows. But you know who doesn't understand these things? Your customer. More on that in a moment. There are a couple of other facts that we should acknowledge. First, on average, almost half the traffic on an average network, half, is not identified. Custom apps are being installed. The firewall isn't recognizing that traffic. I mean, just ask your customers how many of their employees have, have played things like World of Warcraft or other multi-user domain games, right, that went undetected. Off-site backups are occurring. That traffic is often passing right through the firewall. What are, what are some other kinds of unidentifiable traffic that's going through your customer's firewall? I mean, there's so much there. VPNs, telnets, there's a lot. DNS host info is leaked, so is network configurations. There's a lot going through it. And if that traffic isn't identified, then it's not controlled. Uncontrolled traffic is the source of malware. It can be the source of liability. And your customer needs to understand that. Unidentified traffic is allowed through. Malware can get through. And the finger is going to be pointed at you, the MSP, if you don't explain this and manage your customer's expectations. So how do you handle this? How do you handle the risks of firewall implementation and manage your customer's expectations all at the same time? Here's how. First, firewalls are about policies, right? You set up policies that establish the guidelines for incoming and outgoing traffic. Clearly state in your statement of work who is responsible for those policies. Are you, the MSP, are you responsible for establishing policies that cannot be changed? Is your customer establishing the policies? If the policies need to be modified, who modifies them? Set up clear guidelines about policies and you'll manage expectations perfectly. Second, authorized contacts. Your firewall statement of work should clearly define who on the customer's end has authority to modify policy changes and modify firewall settings. This is especially important in situations where your customer has an IT department and that IT department is given authority to direct changes to firewall policies. 
You need to know who you can take instructions from and who you can ignore. Third, don't allow your customers to spread responsibility so thin that no one on your customer's end takes responsibility. Make sure on your customer's end that there is one, okay, maybe two people who are responsible for enforcing firewall policies. Don't use language in your documents like, anyone in the customer's IT department has authority to create or direct us, the MSP, to modify the firewall. You will get caught up in different perspectives, different needs, and a lot of finger pointing. One or two people should be authorized on the customer's end. No more. Fourth, make sure that your firewall statement of work clearly describes what is being firewalled and what is not. Even the perfect firewall has to incorporate a margin of error, meaning a defined amount of unidentified but permitted traffic, which balances the ease of use of the network against the security that your customer needs or demands. Make sure your client understands the concept of margin of error. If your client wants more ease of use, then security is going to be diminished. And of course, the opposite is true, right? More security can sometimes mean delays in network processing. And you don't want those delays being interpreted as your MSP failing to deliver on service levels. So educate your customers about the firewall through the firewall statement of work, and you're going to avoid all kinds of problems. And you'll also avoid lawyers, which is always a good thing, right? That's it for now. Part three of the Holy Trinity of Security as a Service is complete. If you want to discuss how you can create statements of work that virtually eliminate your liability when you implement any of the Holy Trinity, pen testing, SIM solutions, or firewalls, give me a call. 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next Technology Bradcast.